Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Thursday, December 1st. Crazy, it's December already. And this is the best football show podcast, a place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, any player, any team, any take, leave that five-star review and I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Today, I want to talk about the risk and reward of a team going all in, both for the future, obviously all in, and how they balance that between going all in while also building for the future. And what really made me think of this was last weekend, perusing all the box scores, flipping around and watching, and you see the Los Angeles Rams drop to 3-8, and eight, losing 26-10 to the Kansas City Chiefs, never really competitive. You look at the box score. Perkins at quarterback, Van Jefferson as the leading wide receiver, Cam Akers, second leading carrier on the team. Uh, Perkins actually had the most carries, but Cam Akers, eight carries for 37 yards. You look at the defensive box score, you don't see the names you're used to seeing. And it was just eye-opening to me to look at the Rams box score where they're getting absolutely demolished by a team that they're supposed to be competitive with. And there's none of those normal names. And the fact that they actually dropped to three and eight, I think earlier in the year when they got off to a slow start, you thought, okay, they'll turn it around. They'll turn it around. And they're done. This team is absolutely done. And you have to wonder if the brief window that was absolutely pried open by uh, Les Snead is already shut because the future of this team, it looks really bad. Like they just simply do not have a lot of resources. Their current roster is very old. And I'm going to discuss whether the the Les Snead plan of, you know, uh, quote unquote, F them picks uh, for the future, whether that's a smart move for a team or whether, you know, winning one Super Bowl is really worth risking and kind of throwing away really what for the Rams could be two to three years uh, of non-competitive football. So let's take a look at the Rams. And, you know, it's noteworthy that on Wednesday, head coach Sean McVay said that Aaron Donald, he already ruled him out for Sunday versus the Seahawks with an ankle injury. You hope that that's not a serious injury and maybe this is just protecting him because the season is over and there's really no reason for him to step on the field again this year but with Aaron Donald out you now look at all the players that they're missing Aaron Donald out this week uh Cooper Cup on IR Allen Robinson on IR Matthew Stafford might as well be he's missed out of two of the last three games so they're going into these games with all aging stars that are not able to play Matthew Stafford, 34 years old. Aaron Donald, 32 years old. Their best players, Jalen Ramsey, 28. Cooper Cup, 29. Allen Robinson, 29. You're looking, if you're the Rams, at potentially going into next season with all of your best players, besides Jalen Ramsey, will be 29. Four of your five best players at 30 years or older. Stafford, 35, but you know, next year. Aaron Donald, if he comes back, 33. Like this is an incredibly old aging team that already has given up all of their future assets. And I think the major problem with this is they're they're not good already. Like if you're going to go all in, if you're going to be a team that really wants to push all your chips to the center of the table, then you better be competitive for at least two or three years. The Rams are going to end up really only being competitive on, on a high level for one year. And credit to them, they ended up winning the Super Bowl in their home stadium. If you're the owner of that team, perhaps that alone is worth the fact that it's going to be some really ugly years there at SoFi Stadium. But 
This year, again, old players, their offense is ranked 26 overall in pro football focus. They do have the fifth-ranked defense, which which is noteworthy, but let's be honest. You don't win with defense in this league. You don't trade for Matthew Stafford. You don't have Sean McVay as your head coach. You don't sign Allen Robinson. You don't extend Cooper Cup to have the 26-ranked offense. So that is certainly a concern. But then you look ahead at their future assets, right? Like if, you, if you're the Rams, you, you you accept the first season after the Super Bowl was probably not going to be great. I mean, they're going to end up having probably one of the worst second, you know, one of the worst seasons after the Super Bowl any champion has ever had. I know that there normally can be a drop-off, but to go from winning the Super Bowl to them being 3-8 and eight, and likely, I mean, they might not win two games the rest of the year, to to finish with what would have been a top five five pick for them is just a complete disaster. Like there's one thing to push all your chips in the middle of the table. It's another to push them all in and then have it completely fall off a cliff right away. So you look at 2023, their first round pick, which at the time you would assume, all right, that's going to be a pick in the late twenties, if not in the thirties, that pick might be top three overall. The 2023 first round pick owned by the Detroit Lions, that might be top three. Their fourth round pick goes to the Patriots. Their fifth round pick, the Browns. Their sixth round pick, the Titans. Of all the picks they're supposed to have, they're going to go into next year with only a second, a third, two six, and a seventh. So when you're talking about immediate impact players, guys that they hope can be young impact players for them next year, They got one shot, and that's a second-round pick. Could they hit at any point of the draft? Of course they could. But realistically, you're looking at your second-round pick as your only chance to find an impact player that can come in and start for you right away. Now, in 2024, they do get all their normal picks back, at least in the first five rounds, the six and sevens they've traded away. But 2024, even if you have your first-round pick right now, which they do, yeah, you hope that he can make an impact in, in, in that season, but it really might be 2020, 2025 until you see the true version of that player, right? I mean, unless you're picking top five, which look, they might be with how this roster is panning out. Unless you're picking top five, you are hoping that that, you know, that player that you pick in the teens or whatever is really good his rookie year, but is the true impact guy his next year. So, It might be until 2024, 2025, until they get any impact from rookie players, which means you have to go out and either A, hope your veteran players, uh, you know, A, get healthy, right? I mean, I think that's obviously been part of it. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, you would hope that coming back next year, they'll be better, but they're older. So who knows how they'll come off of injury. Matthew Stafford might be completely cooked. Like the core players of this team have shown this year, they're not good enough. They're just flat out not good enough anymore in their career. So where does the help come? come from. If it's not going to come from the draft, then you have to hope it comes via via free agency or trades. They don't have anything to trade away, so it's pretty much going to have to be free agency. You look at their cap space. $5 million this coming offseason. Off That's the 12th least in the NFL. $5 million, you're going to have to, if you're the Rams, cut players, hope players retire, extend players you don't want to extend just to open up cap space. They're going to have to put bad money on top of bad money just to open up cap space to bring guys in. Then in 2024, so in terms of like borrowing from the future, they only have $7 million at off season. And just to put in perspective, so that's second to last. To put in perspective how little $7 million is, the Kansas City Chiefs in 2024, who are better in pretty much over every way than the Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs have $112 million dollars of projected cap space in 2024. That's almost 110 million more dollars than the Rams. So the Rams, when you look at where's their path to to improving, they don't have the draft picks to get a quarterback or or really add any talent. They don't have the cap space to do it. They don't have tradable players. And this is a situation they've put themselves in, which which you know, lo- 
which begs the question of was it worth it for them to go all in? Obviously, winning the Super Bowl in your home, winning the Super Bowl in your home stadium—that's an awesome moment. That's an awesome franchise thing. But now they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I bet they won't make the playoffs next year. You're looking at maybe 2025 until this team is back to being a playoff team. And it's worth mentioning, you're in a division where the future is actually much brighter than it looked like a year ago. Let's let's look at their division. Seattle has the number four pick from Denver this year and the number 16 pick. Their roster has proven to be way more loaded than people thought. When Geno Smith plays at a high level, they've been one of the better teams in the NFL this year. So they can A... Bring back Geno if they want, and then they have, as of right now, essentially two top, well, two top 16 picks, including one in the top five. Or, if they want, they can use those picks to go and, A, draft a quarterback at the top of the draft, or they could go out and trade for a quarterback. It seems like every year an elite quarterback becomes available now in the NFL. Well, there might not be a team in the league more ready and willing to trade for that quarterback. That I mean, maybe the Detroit Lions, but Seattle, if you're that quarterback, you would probably much rather go there. So, Seattle great future both with their current roster and with the draft picks they have coming up. Arizona. Now, they have a bit of a problem with their head coach. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and say Arizona has some bright future, but they do have the number seven pick overall. And if you look at their roster, they feel like they have their quarterback. So it's not like they're going to be out looking for a quarterback. So at that top 10 pick, they could potentially add to their roster and they can add another player to help Kyler Murray out. And then from a cap space perspective, I'm going to pull it up right here. From a cap space perspective, they are right now $2 million. Oh, sorry, that's this season. Next year, the Cardinals, $23 million in cap space. So the Rams have... The Rams next year, it was like you know four or five million dollars. The Cardinals have twenty three million dollars, so they're better off. Twenty twenty four, the Cardinals have eighty three million dollars. So in twenty twenty four, the Rams are projected to have seven million in cap space, and the Cardinals are projected to have eighty four. This upcoming offseason, they have five times as much cap space as the Rams do. The Rams do, and then you look at San Fran. Now San Fran does have some; they don't have the assets other teams do. They traded away their first round picks. They don't have a ton of cap space. But they have maybe one of the best rosters in the league, and they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders right now with young players. Now, Jimmy G, who knows what they'll do there and what Trey Lance will turn into, but at least they have two quarterbacks that are better right now than what the Rams have at quarterback. So moving forward, San Fran feels good about where they are despite the fact that they, they they trade away some of their picks. So San Fran has a brighter future. Seattle has a brighter future. You could argue Arizona does. I think that one's you know debatable, but at least they have a quarterback that they feel good about and they have a ton of cap space and a top 10 pick to work with. So in their own division, the Rams' future is probably the bleakest of all of them. And then you look at some of the other contending teams. The Eagles, the team with the best record in the NFL right now. They have two first-round picks in 2023. They have $15 million in cap space this offseason then $48 million in 2024. The Chiefs, they have all their first uh, three picks, so round one, two, and three in 2023. They have all their picks in 2024. They have $28 million in cap space in 2023, 2023, and then $112 million in 2024. So they have Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best offense in the NFL, arguably the best chance to win a Super Bowl this year, and they have all their picks and a ton of cap space, and they've already won a Super Bowl. The Eagles already won a Super Bowl. Now, I know it's a little bit ago. It was in 2017, but they, they these are two teams that are Super Bowl contenders right now and have a trophy to show for it in the last few years. So that is really kind of, as much as you want to give Les Snead credit for going out and winning that Super Bowl, I think what other teams are showing is you can, quote-unquote, F them picks 
and still be competitive. Still make sure you have assets down the line for a rainy day. Like there, there is a way to do it. So as much as we all want to praise uh, Les Snead when it was happening and say, look, he's going all in. I respect that. He did it in a terrible way and things have completely collapsed on him. So when I look at the Rams at one point, I would say, you know what? I respect the fact they're doing it. But now that it's playing out and you look at how other teams are able to do it, it's clear that Les Snead did a terrible job with how he managed his team. And it'll be interesting to see how much longer they hold on to him. I mean, Sean McVay has already talked about retiring. I know he signed a new deal, so he's probably not. But the situation is really bleak there. And if, you know, this offseason doesn't go well and next season turns into what it is this year, I do think there's a chance Les Snead, just two years after winning the Super Bowl, could be fired by the Rams. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button if you like what you heard and leave if you like what you heard, excuse me, and leave a five-star review with your best take. Uh, take on a player, a team, any take, five-star review and I will read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you guys on Friday.